Welcome listeners. I'm Tiff Harris and at the beginning of 2024, I wasn't sure if I liked music. I've moved house so many times, I no longer own any physical albums and I have never bought a digital album in my life. I've decided to listen to as much music released in 2024 as possible in an effort to determine what music, if any, I like. This week's offerings are Saviors by Green Day, Coming Home by Usher, and Yours Forever by Jessica Mowboy. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast and my continued investigation into whether I like current music or not. You can tell me what you think about all the music I write over on Instagram. My handle is at maybe I like music and you can get your ears around everything I have listened to on my Spotify playlist, also titled Maybe I Like Music. This episode has been a surprising mix of yeses and nos for me. What I expected is not what I got. So let's get into the music. Folks, Green Day is still making music. I'm surprised by how many artists that I've actually heard of who are still making music. Even though some of them have had a hiatus, it feels familiar to see artists like J-Lo, the Dandy Warhols, Justin Timberlake, Nora Jones and Lenny Kravitz having new albums coming out this year. And Green Day. Quick review up top. I really like this album. Punk just doesn't die. It's the musical equivalent of riding a bike. It's there, right there where you left it. It it sounds the same. It feels the same. It's comforting in its anger. The track Look Ma No Brains is punk rock at its most punk rock. Kids with their first bass guitar will be learning this song, but not disappointing their parents because their parents are Gen Xers who lost their hearing at Green Day concerts in their younger days. This is the driving beat and angsty vocals of a singable melody that everyone is looking for in a punk rock album. Bobby Sox has potential to be one of those enduring anthems that gets played at every school disco from now into eternity. It felt like opening a box of memories, but with that pleasant surprise of not remembering at all what you originally put into the box. The track reminded me of how much punk rock and pump punk pop was has always been a part of my appreciation of music this album is a success beginning to end it reminded me that this is the kind of music that makes me feel like me it's the kind of album I could play over and over and not get sick of this this track in particular has a rich mix of all the instruments and the talent of the band is on show the pace and the tone vary but it's a singable danceable delight to listen to. Prior to this album, I never would have called myself a Green Day fan. I knew and I liked their big hits like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Good Riddance, American Idiot, but despite enjoying those big hits, I never listened really to any of their albums. I couldn't tell you why uh, until I listened to Corvette Summer and they dropped the F-bomb. I was so scared of getting into trouble as a teen and I also shared a stereo and a bedroom with my sister and she would not have stood for anything sweary. 
if she if she wasn't in the mood for it, I'm sure she listened to all manner of things when I wasn't paying attention. But I would call myself a fan now. This album works for me. I'm glad they're still making music and I hope they're planning to make more. Later on in the album, Strange Days Are Here to Stay is just a brilliant snapshot of this moment that we have in time. It's hard to believe that the world is going to get any better or maybe even any worse than it is right now. But it's unlikely things will stay as they are, precisely. And this track is a chronicle of what it's like to be alive right now. The line, ever since Bowie died, it hasn't been the same, is a very poetic accuracy. Uh, David Bowie passed away right at the beginning of 2016. 2016 was the beginning of the steep downhill slide in global politics with that vicious US election race, the lead up to Brexit, the Islamic State were terrorising the Middle East and celebrities were just dying all over the place. And then 2017 got worse. The Me Too movement started giving voice to the unbearable number of people who'd been experiencing abuse at work. The same-sex marriage law was in debate in Australia. More celebrities died. In 2018, mass shootings in the US were out of control. North Korea was weapons testing. In 2019, bombings in Syria were devastating the country. And there was a mass shooting in a mosque in Christchurch, and then Australia caught fire. And then 2020 arrived, and we're all still clawing our way out of that hole. Worth mentioning, though, in 2021, also the the ocean caught fire, just in case you forgot. The Gulf of Mexico was on fire. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in now. Global mayhem notwithstanding, Green Day have captured other smaller instances of everyday life in their lyrics, like everyone being racist, the opioid crisis, the generation wars, and late Ubers. The question they pose, are we in hell or is this just a fantasy, embraces that mix of incredulity and resigned attitude we have to the position we find ourselves in. It's a great track, but it's a reminder that it's scary out there. High five all round on this album. I enjoyed every track. I will listen to it again and again. It's an enthusiastic thumbs up from me. Hey everyone, Usher is still making music. I'll be honest, before now, Usher was the one who performed Yeah, and that was all I knew. I was vaguely aware he'd done a bit more than that, but Yeah is synonymous with Usher in my mind, and that's where it begins and ends. Quick review up top, it's a decent album. It's not wowing me beyond belief, but it's evident that it's the outcome of a lot of hard work by people who are really dedicated to their art. I like the smooth R&B vibe with the rounded sounds that were simple and not overcomplicated. I don't mind a bit of R&B. It's never been top of my list of genres, though. When some R&B comes my way, I usually get into it and then I'll go back to other genres. I was not keen on most of the lyrics. 
the songs Coming Home and Good Good had that kind of sleazy, I'm a nice guy, I deserve sex, I'm not the bottom of the barrel kind of deal going on. It felt like someone was reading shady DMs from dating apps and it made me want to retch. A-Town Girl was a lot of fun. It samples Uptown Girl, it gives it a cool R&B makeover. Uh, I can't pretend I understand entirely what the lyrics were about, but it's a bop. It does blend some of the Motown elements with the R&B elements, and it's a bit of a riskier sound that I think 100% pays off. I enjoyed it. Cold Blooded has this walking bass line that dominates the track. It's different. It's not conventional at all. It has a bass drop that sounds like walking downstairs underwater is how I'd describe it. I like that sound, but I don't think I like the track. They manipulate the bass in other areas to specifically make it flat, and I really wasn't there for that. And the lyrics were just sort of blah. Kissing Strangers was a standout track on this album. It has vibe written all over it. It's going to be the track that gets played at parties. I expect it will get a fair bit of radio time. And in about 12 months, it will be on high rotation at the supermarket as atmosphere sound. The lyrics on this one didn't make me want to crawl into a hole, which is nice. I expect this is probably going to be one of those future classics. It's a very classic R&B sound with some simple electronic drums underneath and Usher's vocals are on display. And whatever else I think about this album, dude can sing. The song Big was just a giant product placement. I don't watch the Super Bowl, so I don't know if this song played into his halftime show but gosh it was just one giant cringe from start to finish which is a pity because I enjoyed the addition of the brass section and the overall sound was quite upbeat and fun but the lyrics ruined it all the way through. I might be mad but I feel like there were some old school Michael Jackson influences in some tracks Coming Home was reminiscent of The Way You Make Me Feel and Big sounded a little bit like Rock Your Body. The songs uh, I Am The Party and I Love You just had some elements that reminded me of older Michael Jackson songs. I'd be really surprised if Usher wasn't influenced by MJ. On the Side made me enraged. (laughs) Just stop normalising cheating and making it okay to mess around with people. I just wanted to grip these people by the shoulders and shake them violently, screaming, get your act together. Don't have side pieces. No one should be treated like a consolation prize. No one deserves to be deceived in a relationship. Have a grown-up conversation and work out the way forward. Don't be a dick. I couldn't appreciate anything else about this track because it made me so mad. I'll concede the album was full of loads of other easy to listen to tracks with variation in sound and a good cohesive sound thread through the whole album. It's the kind of music I could work to. 
It's enjoyable enough to not be distracting so long as I skip a few tracks, but it's not consuming enough to be distracting either. I expect if you're a fan of Usher, you'll be fairly pleased with this album. For me, it gets a thumbs up. It's on the cusp of a shrug because I'm not putting it into high rotation, but it has some decent tracks on it that I found enjoyable and it was pretty entertaining. If you like R&B, I would definitely recommend it and I can see there's some experimental aspects to a few tracks that make it an obvious work of art. So thumbs up here. Friends, Jessica Malboy is still making music. Uh, This shouldn't be a surprise. She's not taken any big breaks from making music, I don't think. It's just that she was on Australian Idol when I was still watching TV that had ads, which is how I knew she was on Australian Idol. So she's been in the biz for a while and I, I know who she is. That's the surprising thing, not that she's still making music. It's really tempting at this point to remove myself and my tastes while I'm reviewing this album because Jessica Malboy is a really impressive musician. Without getting too deep into the twisted and difficult politics, our country makes it shamefully difficult for First Nations people to achieve an ordinarily successful life. So the fact that Jessica Malboy has reached the heights that she has is a testament to her talent and her ability to persevere in what I can only imagine the face of extraordinary hurdles. I'm about to talk about not liking the album, but I want it to be clear that I hold two things to be true. If I'm detached from the review, I can talk about how Jessica is an accomplished musician and all the different elements incorporated in the album, but the heart of what I'm trying to achieve at the moment is to see what I like. And while Jessica very much deserves her fame, should be very proud of her work, I didn't like this album. The first four tracks sounded very same-ish to me. It was standard, shopping centre, vapid pop music. It just feels like nothing when I listen to it, and I don't want to hear it. Silence is preferable to that kind of sound. I enjoyed the track Quite Like You. The song is just vocals and a piano, and it's an impressive listen. It's an it's a normal love song destined for weddings and christenings everywhere. It's a beautiful ambiguous anthem that could be between partners or about a parent to a child. It's a non-religious hymn and Jessica's vocals are on full display with the piano just holding that melody along underneath. I also enjoyed Give You Love which featured De- Jason Derulo. It has a backing choir as part of the intro and that bolsters the uplifting anthem feel. This is singable, danceable celebration of carrying on when things get difficult. It's vocal-led with mostly a piano and some percussion doing the music part. Those two tracks sit back-to-back on the first half of the album and then it's back to that whatever music. I was trying to work out 
what the distinction was. I'm clearly happy to hear simple music. It doesn't have to be fancy. I like Jessica's voice, but what makes some tracks pop and and some tracks not was my line of questioning. What I've pinned it to is the backing instruments. They don't sound like real instruments for the most part. They might be, but they sound electronic and overtly electronic. The acoustic qualities that come with live instruments were either never there to begin with or they've been edited right out and it makes me switch off. At least on this album. I keep waiting for the music to go somewhere or become something and it doesn't. These are normal two to three minute long tracks and I found myself thinking, is that it? At the end of most of the songs. By track eight or nine, I realised that question was more to do with the music than with the actual length of the track. This was brought home when I got to the song Goodbye. It it wasn't my favourite song I've ever heard, but I liked it better than the electronic stuff. It wasn't even my favourite song on the album, but I liked it better than all the electronic stuff. This song was vocals and an acoustic guitar with a bit of drumming here and there. It was a warmer sound. It was a more real sound. It feels like it has more depth than those heavily edited sounding songs. There was no single track that made me think, oh, I really can't stand this song. It was the overall sound and theme of the album. It wasn't bringing me anything that made me want to stay. I'm not coming back to this one, so it is a thumbs down for this album. Time for some songs and singles I've been into. Heath Allen's New Year. My introduction to Heath Allen was his Little John Get Low covers and his signature purple shirt on Instagram. If you are not following him and you like good times, you need to follow at Heath, H-E-A-T-H, Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, all one word, follow him. He is an accomplished musician. He is an entertaining human being. You will not regret it. This track is an uplifting song about the optimism that comes with the arrival of a new year. It's such a lovely, full sound with some jazzy elements and a fun piano melody that carries the song. Heath has managed to capture the reflective nature of a newness in this song, that there's hope for new things, but the fact that old things can't always remain is still a little sombre. I can't possibly tell you what key this song was written in, but the minor chords bring a sigh without making it sting and aids in the resolution of the chord progression. I like this song. I recommend it. It gets my thumbs up. Joe Lysett's How's Your Nan? In true Joe Lysett style, this song sounds like someone who just discovered GarageBand on their computer. They made a bunch of loops and some vocal manipulations. I love it because I love Joe Lysett. Joe Lysett's a British comedian, if you haven't heard of him. The song itself isn't especially impressive. Joe isn't a musician, he's a comedian. And this piece is an extension of all his comedic artistic endeavours. 
One of my personal mantras is that you should make bad art and not in a reflexive way that says, oh, bad art might be good art to some people. Just make bad art because without bad art, we don't know what good art is. And if you don't make your own bad art, you won't know when you've made your own good art. So make bad art. And this song is a testament to the necessity of bad art. So have a giggle and then see if you can covertly add it to all your friends' playlists. That's the best way I can imagine to discover this song. It should live on in rickrolling tradition. I recommend it. It's a thumbs up from me. Justin Timberlake's Selfish. Oh my gosh, what a yawn. For someone that we've come to expect some real talent and experimental sound and an impressive vocal range, this was such a snooze fest. And what kind of lyric is glad your mama made you? Honestly, don't make me laugh. I freely admit it's very easy for me to sit here in my anonymity, having never put music out in the world in any meaningful way. But if you're rising to the heights of fame that Justin Timberlake is, you better believe you're going to get called out for making something that sounds this lazy. Thumbs down, no bueno. Miles Smith solo. This Tracks acoustic sounds and the lyrics together are just a heavenly match. This is poetry. This is art. It's a masterpiece. It manages to create complexity without muddying the sound at all. It starts so simple with just an acoustic guitar line and his voice. And then he adds some percussive elements and background vocalisation and then some strings later on. The elements come and go and feed the flow of the song so beautifully. The sound is, as much as the lyrics take you on a journey, the sound swells and troughs like heartbreak. I get the impression the fine artistry in this track might be overlooked, but I hope I'm wrong. It's a stunning single. Massive thumbs up from me. That's the deal for this week. A few albums, a few songs, a few thumbs up, a few thumbs down. Let me know what your thoughts are over on Instagram. Tell me what you've been listening to. Send me your recommendations. I'm giving everything a go at the moment. So until next time, everyone, stay musical and magical.